Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church of Houston, Texas. I'm D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor here. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. We're grateful and thankful for all of you being with us. Thank you for the privilege of your time, for the opportunity that you are giving us to inform your head, inspire your heart, and encourage your spirit to become all that God wants you to be. You're not watching us to make us a big church. We're here to help you become the biggest and best Christian you can possibly be. And I want to send a special shout out to our sister in Turkey, our sister in Turkey, because she just accepted Jesus Christ as her savior. Now I know that country is a very, very uh, different country in different areas of that country. So we certainly want to respect her anonymity, but I just want to say welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of hope. Thank you for making that decision to ask Jesus Christ into your life. And for those of you who are listening and watching in 134 different countries, wherever you are, man, just put it in the chat. Let us know that you're watching. Let us know where you're watching. We certainly want to cover you in believing prayer. Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 5. Psalm 5, beginning at verse 1. I want to read this psalm to you from the New Living Translation and encourage your heart and mind in the Lord today. Psalm 5, beginning at verse 1. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. Oh God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. I have read for you Psalm 5, verses 1 through 12. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word. Let us pray. 
God, we bless you and thank you for bringing us to this place and this time to come and worship you in person on the digital platform as friends and families gathered together to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor you deserve. God, we pray now that our worship would be acceptable in your sight. Help us, God, to hear from you through your preacher today. Help us to rejoice in the songs of Zion that are sung. But more than anything, God, help us to be more than just hearers of your word. Help us to be doers as well. We ask you to bless. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning, the first Sunday in December, uh, we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. For those of you who are not able to come out to our in-person worship today, uh, we want to give you an opportunity to celebrate wherever you are. And I pray that you have your communion elements together, uh, those items that represent the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, whether it is uh, wine or juice or crackers or unleavened bread or whatever it is uh, that you can uh, take and pray over as we pray and ask God's blessings on our elements that they would remind us of what the Lord has done for us that we would remember especially in this Advent season that the grace of God was extended to us in an extraordinary way when the Son of God became the Son of Man to give the sons and daughters of men an opportunity to become the sons and daughters of God and so it's my prayer as we prepare to go before the Lord in worship around this Holy Communion that you would be prepared to honor God in your offering the Holy Communion the the Eucharist this this celebration of the Lord's Supper is a representation of what the Lord gave for us and our worship of him not just worship on Sunday or Wednesday or a particular day when we gather into a space but our worship of the Lord every day of our lives is our offering back to him and whether or not we truly worship him as a lifestyle is really the key as to whether or not we fully and truly appreciate the sacrifice he made for us let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our elements for those of you who have your prepackaged elements pull them out if you will as we ask God's blessings and consecration on these elements. Father, we bless you and we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate your death, your burial, and ultimately your resurrection on our behalf. We thank you, God, for the body that was given for us. You told us in your word as often as we do this, we should do so in remembrance of you remind us of the giving of your body 
to pay for sins that you had not nor would ever commit but you paid for sins that we have committed are committing and will commit that we could never pay for ourselves and God we thank you for paying our debt we thank you for the blood that you shed on Calvary to pay for our sins to wash away our sins we thank you for that blood today and as we partake of the fruit of the vine remind us of the blood that you shed the blood of lambs and bullocks and doves even our own blood could only cover but it can never pay for and wash away our sins but thank God for the blood of Jesus and so God we pray now that you would bless our partaking of the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine that it will nourish our spirit man to continue to run on and see what the end will be God where we have fallen short we ask you to forgive us where others have an ought against us we pray and ask for their forgiveness and where we have a legitimate ought against somebody else God help us to forgive so that no sin that has been omitted overtly covertly or inadvertently would stand between you and us at this moment of worship we ask it right now in Jesus name we pray amen the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power come on sing it along with us if you will wherever you are come on the blood Everybody sing way back on Calvary. Way back on Calvary. The blood, the blood that gives me strength. That gives me strength. From day to day. From day.
never lose its power. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and after he blessed it, he broke it, gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which has been given for you. Let us eat and remember together. Likewise, when supper was ended, he took the cup, the fruit of the vine, and after he had blessed it, he poured it, gave it to his disciples and said, take drink. This is my blood. This is the new covenant. The writer of Hebrews said, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. Let us drink and remember together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for the opportunity to worship you around this table. We pray now that our worship has been acceptable in your sight. As we remember what you have done for us, help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to be reminded of what you expect from us so that our lives will be better lived for you with the time you have blessed us with. It's in Jesus' name we ask these blessings. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Man, we thank God for the opportunity to celebrate with all of you the meal of the ages from all over the world. You know, there's one word that is universal. Uh, it's not translated into any other language. Uh, that's the word hallelujah. Uh, wherever you are, praise to God. That ultimate praise to God is the word hallelujah. And so we say hallelujah for the opportunity to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Now, all of my December birthdays, man, if you have a birthday in December, I want you to stand. If you're by yourself, man, celebrate. If you're with somebody else, celebrate. Let's celebrate your birthday. Listen, I say it like this. God saved the best for last. Saved the best for last. Saved you until December. That's when the Lord brought you into this world. Come on, let's celebrate the birth of our Lord together. All right, Maestro, hit it. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. I hope and pray you have a happy birthday 
man, don't take the whole month. You got to leave at least one day for Jesus, all right? You might want to take the rest of the month, all right? God bless you. May God keep you. Elder Mark Taylor and the praise team are going to come now and minister in song. Listen, this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to spectate. I don't want you to just watch. Even though they may be on your smartphone device or on your television screen, I want you to participate because guess what? We all worship for the audience of one. And the audience of one is God himself. All right, come on, lift your voice. Let's give God some praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many of you all are glad to be in the presence of the Lord today? Scripture says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God and in the mountain of his holiness. Today, we have come to give our great God a great praise. Come on, everybody, lift this with us today. Say, great is the Lord, is the my, Lord conqueror. my conqueror. He has never failed, has me, yet. failed me yet. Through all my trials, Through all my trials tribulations, he will be greatest one. Can we sing that one more time, y'all? Great is the Lord, my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Through all my trials, yes, he will. Great is one. Let's take it up here, y'all. Oh, say, great is the Lord, my comforter. He has never left me yet. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He's the greatest one. We got one more. Come on, take it up, y'all. Great is the Lord, my warrior. He has never lost one yet. Hallelujah. The enemy. He's the greatest one. Everybody say, great is the Lord. Our God is so great, yeah. Every day I wake up, I think new mercies every morning. Whoa, and then I think about it a little more. Every day he's been great, protecting me from danger seen and unseen, even from people who weren't good for me. better to me than I've been to myself. Just too good to just be good. Say, he's just 
Somebody wave your hand and say, he's just too good, yeah. That he's just too good to just be good. trying to say this y'all say great is the why we give him thanks today because he is a great God. He's done so much for us. The song that says he's done so much for me that I can't tell it all. So we're here to tell the Lord thank you today. Come on somebody wherever you are just shout thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Tragedies are commonplace all kinds of diseases, people are slipping away. The economy's down, people can't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Come on, if you're thankful, wherever you are, just wave your hand. Hallelujah. Folks without homes Living out in the streets And the drug habits Some say They just can't beat Muggers and robbers No place seems to be safe But you've been My protection Every step of the way I've got to say Thank you Lord For all you've done For me Come on clap your hands Everybody Said it could have been me Outdoor No food And no clothes Or left alone Without a friend Or just another number With a trash 
much again But you didn't see fit To let none of these things be Cause every day by your power You keep on keeping me And I gotta say Thank you Lord my my thank you Lord for all you've done for me man when you think about thanking God for what he has done and then you think about what God 
hasn't done or hasn't allowed to happen, you thank him for his grace, his unmerited favor when he did what you didn't deserve. And then you thank him for his mercy when he didn't allow to happen what you did deserve. Man, there ought to be thanks in your heart. There ought to be thanks in your spirit. There ought to be a thankfulness in everything that you do and everything that you say. Thank you, Elder Taylor and the praise team uh, for your faithful service. And thank you for reminding us uh, that we have so much to be thankful for. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Uh, Father, we thank you and we bless you for today. We pray now that you will bless your word as it goes forth, that it would encourage us to continue our journey to being all that you want us to be. We give you praise right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It was the third album of this heralded R&B singer. Uh, the title track of that album was such a powerful song that it reached number one on the pop chart and number one on the R&B chart as well for the best album of the year. It was certified as the first single from the album and became this artist's highest charting single in the U.S., peaking at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. It earned three Grammy Awards and three Soul Train Music Awards. Think about it, 1988, who was one of the hottest, if not the hottest artists on the scene? Her name, Anita Baker. Love me some Anita Baker, y'all. And that classic song, Giving You the Best That I Got. Uh, it, it was a song that just articulated it in, in, in song so, so powerfully, this idea of, of finding that love and, and, and giving all that you can to that love of your life, not loving part of the way, not loving some of the way or most of the way, but loving all the way. Man, that line when she says, I bet everything on that wedding ring, right? It's like, I'm going to give you the best that I have. And, and it's amazing because when we think about our love for people and with other people, uh, our tendency is we want to give them the best of our love. But can I ask you a question? Why is it we seem to be much more willing to give people the best of our love, imperfect people who we anticipate will let us down at some point or some time in the relationship. Why are we willing to give them the best of our love, but not willing to give God the best of our love? See, in this holiday season, um, our tendency is to focus on and think about what we are going to get. We think sometimes about what we're going to give, but when we think about what we're going to give, we think about the people around us, the people we interact with, our horizontal relationships. Very rarely do we think about that vertical relationship with God and what we are going to give to God. Deuteronomy 10.14 says, Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord. 
all belong to the Lord your God. Job 33 verse 6 says, look, you and I both belong to God. I too was formed from clay. In a very real sense, when we talk about giving to God, we are simply giving back to God what he has already given to us. And so today, I want to begin a three-part message series around this thought, how to give God the best you have, how to give God the best you have. As, as we close out this year and, and make preparation for 2022, I don't know about you, but, but I'm hoping that 2022 is better than 2021, but I recognize that I have to be prepared to do my part to make it better. I can't blame God for what hasn't been if I haven't done what God has called me and commanded me to do. Our text today is 1 Chronicles uh, 29, and, and 1 Chronicles 29 is a powerful passage. It tells the story of David, King David. Uh, David is coming now to the end of his life. Solomon uh, is, is there and assuming the throne. And, and David wants to inspire the leadership of the nation to be faithful to the Lord and to his successor, his son Solomon. Solomon is in the wings, and, and David is standing before the leaders of the nation. Now, now, David has desired to build this temple, this house, to glorify God, but God says you, you have too much uh, blood on your hands, David. You, you've, been, you've been a king of war, and, and, and while you have worshipped, I, I, I need clean hands to build, build this temple. David even though he was declared to be a man after God's own heart, has some things in his past that would preclude him from doing all that he desired from, for the Lord. Let, let me just stop there for a moment and just say to somebody who, who may be listening that parenthetically, uh, maybe, maybe your desire to do what you want to do for God is being halted or hindered in part because of the frailties of your own past. Maybe it's your experiences. Maybe you doing it won't give God all of the glory he deserves. Maybe God is positioning you to prepare so the next generation can stand on your shoulders and do what God has not at this point allowed you to do. Just a thought. David comes and, and, and arguably gives the most generous gift that has ever been given to worship God. He, he, he comes with all of the wealth that he has gathered, all of the wealth that he has accumulated from the wars he has fought and the gifts he has received from other nations. Uh, if you look at uh, chapter 22, verse 14, he, he brings all of this to help build the temple of God. Then he declared he was now giving his entire treasure. So he's not only giving the spoil of wealth from the wars, but he's now giving all of his wealth for the building of the temple, for the very house of God itself. This was above everything that he had already given in verses 2 and 3. This gift, uh, listen to the amounts. 
3,000 talents of gold, which would have amounted to about 112 tons of gold or over $4 billion in today's money. Over $4 billion in today's money. He gave over 7,000 talents of refined silver, which amounted to about 262 tons of silver, which would be over $150 million in today's money. Nobody has ever given that kind of offering to the glory of God. Nobody has ever come close to approaching a gift in the billions to give it to God. But David, this unprecedented act of generosity uh, displays his undeniable love for God. And, And here's what's interesting. Witnessing his generosity to God, David now witnesses the people and their generosity to God. They come and they give generously to the work of the temple. They, they give over 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, the scripture says, 40,000 talents or 675 tons of silver, and over 3,750 tons of iron. They, they bring all of this and it literally overwhelms David. This offering is so so great, David basically says to the people, stop, stop giving. Y'all have given so much. Y'all, y'all have given above and beyond more than we could even need. Okay, can you imagine an offering given in a church where, where the pastor or the finance committee or the CFO said, pastor, tell the people to stop giving, man, it's just too much. It's too much. Unable to contain himself in response to this level of generosity, David prays and praises God for what has transpired. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, you need to realize God is worthy of all your praise. If you're going to give God the best you have, you need to recognize that God is worthy of all your praise. You cannot outgive God. Look at verse 10, 11, and part of verse 13. First Chronicles 29. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory the victory, and the majesty. Verse 13, O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. David goes into a praise that is the result of this overwhelming generosity that has been displayed by the people of God as they followed his leadership. That, that word for praise, Barak, the root of this word is used most frequently with a deity as subject, describing God and God blessing others. In this context, to bless God, to praise God, means to speak favorably about God, to honor God, to praise him with our words. But we also praise him and honor him with our actions. David praised 
the Lord. He teaches us that we have to first acknowledge who the Lord is if we are going to recognize what the Lord has done and what our proper response is to God. My brothers and sisters, listen, in the midst of this season, if you were challenged even for a moment when I talked about giving to God and honoring God, and you sit in your seat and you are challenged and you say, you know what, well, I don't know if I, then you don't understand how worthy God is of all your praise. If there's even a hesitation when it comes to giving to God, worshiping God, honoring God, with both our words, our work, and our substance, then I'm telling you, you don't realize who God is. You don't realize what God has done. He is worthy of our praise. David gives God this highest praise, this, this adulation. My brothers and sisters, let me ask you a question. In the midst of this season, in the midst of this holy day season, are you, are you standing there with praise on your lips? Are you standing there ready to give God the glory, give God the honor? Or are you ready to present to God everything that you have, recognizing that it all belongs to him? 1 Timothy 1.17 says, All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Number two, you need to recognize everything belongs to the Lord, and he is over everything. You need to recognize that everything belongs to the Lord, and he is over everything. Come on, repeat after me. Say everything. Put it in the chat if you're listening. Everything, everything belongs to the Lord. Look at verse 11, the B part. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. At your discretion, Lord, people are made great and given strength. David acknowledges that the kingdom is the Lord's. And even more than that, all kings and all kingdoms are subject to him. He is the sovereign ruler, and he is the one who reigns over everything. And because of that, the Lord is to be exalted above everything and everyone. David praises God, acknowledging that he is the provider of all strength and power. Here is the problem. You don't believe what David is proclaiming. You don't believe that everything is the Lord's. You don't believe that he is to rule over everything. Matter of fact, let me go one step farther. Let me put a cord in the meat and park right here. Even for those of you who are believers, those of you who say you are Christians, those of you who say you are saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, those of you who have been walking with Jesus a long time, even many of you struggle 
with this idea that the Lord is over everything, owns everything, and rules and reigns over everything. Let's, let's take, for example, uh, the tithe. The tithe. Uh, the tithe is a principle of giving, tithe referring to 10%. Um, some people say we're not to tithe now because we're not under the law, and what they fail to understand is that tithing as a principle preceded the law. Uh, Abraham gave a tithe before the law was even given, before Moses was even born, right? It was, it was a principle of, of thanks to God for blessing you with what he blessed you with. And so you gave back to God an acknowledgement of everything that the Lord had given you. You give back to God a portion of what he has given to you. Now, here's what's interesting. If you decide to give some of what you have to the church and some to another cause that you deem worthy, you say it should all add up to no more than 10%. Let me give you an example. I've had members of the church say to me, well, pastor, I tithe, but I don't give it all to the church. And I say, that's interesting. I said, and, and where do you get that from? And they said, well, I'm doing God's work. And I said, but if you believe in the principle of tithing and you quote the scriptures that you quote, where has God limited your giving to 10%? In other words, if I want to bless somebody, why do I feel like God wants me to subtract what I bless somebody with with what I believe God has led me to do or told me to give to him? Why wouldn't I give the Lord his 10% if that's what I believe that I owe to the Lord and then give somebody out of my 90? Why would I say, oh, I'm going to take that 10%, I'm going to give 1% over here, 1% over here, 5% over here, 2% over here, and then I'm going to give the rest to the Lord. See, here's the problem you have. Where in the Word does God give you permission to take what you are to give to him and give it to somebody else? When, and, and, and here's another question. When did God limit your giving to 10%? Ooh, God, boy, I, I feel it. I already know I'm saying some stuff. Somebody's getting mad. Don't, don't click me off. Don't click me off. Stay with me. I'm, I'm going to help you today. Stay with me. Uh, there was a man by the name of Jack Whitaker, Andrew Jack Whitaker. Uh, his picture is on the screen. Uh, this, this man won the lottery in, I believe it was 2012, won, won the lottery and, and promised that he was going to give the Lord 10%. He was going to give the Lord 10% of his winnings. And he was going to do whatever he wanted to do with the other 90. Now, some of you may ask, well, how much did he win? $315 million. $315 million and according to the record, he was broke in four years. Now, I know some of you are thinking, man, give me $315 million. I would be rich at least five years, right? Four years. He was broke, busted, and disgusted. Let me tell you a little bit about this story. Uh, he, he won 
the $315 million Powerball actually in December of 2002. In December of 2002. He pledged to give 10% to Christian charities. So he didn't even just give it to the church. He's, he said, I'm going to spread the wealth. He donates $14 million to his Jack Whitaker Foundation. So he starts a foundation and donates $14 million to the foundation. And then watch this, his kindness. He gives a $123,000 house, a Dodge Ram truck, and $50,000 in cash to the woman who worked at the convenience store where he had purchased the winning ticket. So he obviously liked her, liked her service, so he, he blessed her. Sounds good so far. But because he lived with the mantra that 10% belonged to God and I can do what I want to do with the other 90, watch what happened. He became beset with legal difficulties and personal problems. He started drinking heavily and frequenting strip clubs. Uh, it is said that on 2003, thieves stole $545,000 from his car in a West Virginia strip club parking lot while he was inside. Now, who goes to a strip club with $545,000 cash? I don't know about you, but there ain't that much stripping in the world, y'all. $545,000 in cash stolen out of his car while his car was parked in a West Virginia strip club. He later claimed to be broke and was sued by Caesars in Atlantic City, their casino, for bouncing $1.5 million worth of checks to cover gambling losses. Listen, here's what we miss. Many of us have been taught we are to pay our tithes. We are to give our offering. And when we do that, we've met our obligation to the Lord, and our obligation is complete. But here's the truth of the Word of God. 10% doesn't belong to God. It all belongs to God. 10% of what you have doesn't belong to God. Everything belongs to God. And whether you give it back to God in worship, to the church, or you give to charitable organizations, even what you keep, how you live with it, is all an act of worship. I know somebody doesn't like that today, but y'all better hear what I'm telling you because I'm telling you what Jesus loves, the truth. Everything belongs to God. Why do you think God wants 100% of your heart? mind, soul, and strength, but would only be satisfied with 10% of your earnings. God says you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. All means all. He doesn't say give me 10% of your love. He says, no, give me all of your love. And he wants to make sure you are a blessing with all that he has blessed you with. God wants it all because it all belongs to him. My brothers and sisters, listen. When we talk about giving God the best you have, you can't do any better than giving him all. 
And that's what God wants. Oh, if you're in a relationship, you don't want to be a part-time lover. You, you want all of the love of your spouse. You want all of the love of your significant other. You want all. And God not only wants and demands all, but he deserves all because of all he has done for you. It's not just what you give, it's what you say, it's how you live. Let me just read this passage and then I'm going to let you go. Romans eleven thirty six, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Come on, look at it again. For everything comes from him and exists by his power. I want to challenge you today to give God the best that you can give him. Give him the best that you have. Let that be your song. Let that be your mantra. Give God the best of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Give him the best that you have. Give him not just the 10%. Give him 100% of who you are and what you have. Give him your all. What a tremendous gift to give to God this year, to give him the present of everything. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I pray now that you'll bless our time in your word uh, as we move from hearing it to now living it. For somebody, God, who's listening, uh, this has been uh, challenging. It has been tough. But God, I just pray that you would plant that seed in our hearts and minds so that as we move forward in our lives, that we would move from hearing to doing so that we can live the truth that you've given to us. Help us, God, to live in a way that we give you the best we have. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For somebody who's watching today, um, the beginning of giving God the best that you have is giving him your person, giving him yourself. And it starts with you saying yes to the Lord, not out of rituals or routines, but out of a relationship with the God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he doesn't want to stop there. He wants to make something beautiful out of your life, but he can't do it without your permission. I want to encourage you today, if you want to become a Christian, um, and you want to know how to become a Christian, click on the link that is coming up now and discover how to ask Jesus Christ into your life. Um, so many times we, we try to tie it to rituals or routines, but it's just really about you acknowledging that you're a sinner and you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need his sacrifice to pay the price for your sins so that you can have that relationship with God. It won't make you perfect, but it will connect you with a perfect God who will help you in your growth and in your development. So I want to encourage you to do that today. Now, for somebody who may be looking for a church home and you would like to unite with us on the digital platform, man, we would love to have you part of our church family digitally. Just click on the link that says, I want to join the church. And we're going to help you in your walk with God. We're going to encourage you. 
We want to love on you. We want to provide resources to help you in your walk with the Lord, help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, help you to become a disciple so that in turn you can make disciples. Because that's really what our vision is. Our mission is to make disciples who make disciples. And when we make disciples who make disciples, then those disciples make disciples. And we continue that disciple-making process of helping people come to know Jesus and helping people grow in Jesus. And we would love to help you do that. All right? Listen, you can worship the Lord in giving if you haven't done that already. Six ways that you can worship the Lord in giving on the digital platform. Um, I want you to be prayerful about your giving. Uh, as we close out this year, I was just talking to somebody who said to me, you know what, Pastor, I hadn't been in church and I hadn't been giving like I should uh, because I've just been watching online and I, and I never did. It wasn't that I didn't intend to, um, but just never did. And so they literally said, let me write a check for the year um, because they realized that one of the reasons they had so much money in their savings account is because they hadn't been worshiping the Lord in giving. And so I want to encourage you to give that gift to the Lord, to make that sacrificial gift to the Lord. Heck, December is the month that we celebrate the birthday of the Lord. Give in honor of the Lord's birth that we celebrate this month. So many wonderful things going on. Let me just tell you a couple of them. Our food pantry is still addressing food insecurities in this area. Um, we're still working with our diversionary program. As a matter of fact, um, we have now 10 children, 10 young people that we're working with, and that number is, is growing every day. Um, we're looking forward to, to what we're going to be able to do to change the lives of these young people and their families and get them on the right trajectory in terms of their life and their calling, helping them to discover their purpose in life. Um, we have some programs that we're getting ready to start, including a mobile legal clinic that we're going to be doing in various areas around us. And we're looking at ramping up our health and wellness ministry as well. Um, as the COVID restrict, restrictions are being relaxed, um, we still want to be within COVID protocols, uh, but we want to start addressing some of those life issues as well and encouraging people to take responsibility for their health. All of those things and more happen because of your faithful and generous giving, and I want to thank you for that. All right? Last but not least, remember God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. And uh, man, just, let's just keep allowing God to have his way in our life. All right? Listen, if I don't see you again, I hope I do. But if I don't, man, I hope and pray you have a happy holiday season. And I pray that you would remember in the midst of it all, Jesus is the reason for the season. Oh, catch me every morning. Catch me every morning, 7 Central, 12 Noon Central, 7 p.m. Central. And adjust those times wherever you are. And if you don't catch it live, man, make sure you go on the Worship On Demand and catch our daily Christmas devotional, Let's Have Christmas. Take the X out of Xmas, put Christ back in, and we're going to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love to see you each morning and each day. All right? God bless you is my prayer.